It's Thursday, April 13th, 2023, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm Adam B. Levine, here again with Adrian Blust for your daily news roundup. On today's show, we're talking Bitcoin, FTT, the latest headlines, and more. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Bitcoin is flat, Ether has jumped up, and the Coindesk market index is higher, in trading that's almost universally up. Last night was, of course, Ethereum's latest much-anticipated upgrade, known as Shanghai. The upgrade was successful, and the number two token broke above its recent range in the hours that would follow. Prices rose as deposits into the Ethereum network outpaced the withdrawals, disappointing bears expecting a mass outflow of coins following the upgrade. The native token of Ethereum's blockchain outperformed market leader Bitcoin after having lagged somewhat badly in the lead up to this moment. Quote, we're seeing a sell the rumor, buy the fact redux, Paradigm's David Brickle said. Analysts were divided on potential price action in the days prior to the upgrade, with many predicting that fresh supply would increase sell pressure, while others anticipated a psychological battle as market participants punished an overcrowded short trade. Quote, we should be looking ahead at what's in store for the Ethereum roadmap, the director of retail crypto brokerage Caleb and Brown wrote, continuing, a lot of progress has been made, and a lot is going to be made. This paints a wildly optimistic picture going forward. We're heading into a recession, or at least it seems that way, and retail investors would be the profile of investors that would sell in the situation we find ourselves in, but this doesn't seem to be the case. And this suggests to me that the profile of investors in the Ethereum ecosystem right now tend to be larger scale. They appear to be more institutional grade, and I don't think that kind of investor would be quick to sell at this moment in time. They're long-term focused, end quote. Crypto exchange Kraken led Ether's unstaking parade, making up some 62% of the exit line according to on-chain data tracked by the Rated Network Explorer. The number of validators in the exit line had surpassed 15,000 as of this morning, according to Parsec Finance. Binance, meanwhile, announced Thursday that users who staked Ether through their exchange will be able to redeem coins with their BETH holdings on a one-to-one basis, starting from around midnight on April 18th Pacific time. Binance said that user requests for withdrawals once submitted cannot be canceled and that the process may be slow initially, requiring some 15 days to several weeks to complete the process. Users will then reportedly receive redeemed Ether in their spot wallets, while tokens that are waiting to be withdrawn won't be eligible for staking rewards. And BETH, by the way, is a wrapped token issued by Binance, which is one-to-one pegged to ETH staked on the Ethereum blockchain through their service. Turning our attention back to the original cryptocurrency, though, the number of wallets holding between 1 and 99 BTC, and those with more than 10,000 BTC, has been growing since January. And over that same time period, the number of wallets holding between 100 and 9,999 Bitcoin has also been growing. Both of these observations suggest that larger holders are accumulating, which is positive, at least for now. Elsewhere, Dogecoin rose after hitting some lows yesterday with a nearly 6% move to the upside after Twitter struck a deal with eToro to offer crypto trading. We'll talk about that more in the headlines. And finally, the big winner in tokens today is the collapsed FTX token, FTT, after a lawyer for the company mentioned that it might be possible to relaunch. The lead attorney for FTX told the court that restarting the exchange was one of many potential options being considered for the future of the company. Quote, There are possibilities that customers could have an option to take part of their proceeds that they would otherwise receive in cash from the estate and receive some kind of interest in the exchange going forward. End quote. However, the attorney stressed that the possibility of restarting the exchange is only one of many, and any decisions are far from final. Be careful out there. Today's crypto coverage comes courtesy of Coindesk Markets Analysts, Lila Ledesma, Amkar Gudbley, and Sam Reynolds. 
Bitcoin is currently trading at $30,260 per token. That's down a little bit less than one-tenth of 1% over the last 24 hours, while Ether is trading at $2,008 per ETH. That's up nearly 6.5% over the same time period, according to the Coindesk Market Index. And speaking of the Coindesk Market Index, we're looking at an absolute reading this morning of 1,342. That compares against yesterday's reading of 1,318 and represents a nearly 2% gain across top-traded tokens on the day. And now, with traditional markets, here's Adrian Blust. Thank you, Adam. In the U.S., most major stocks ticked down, with the tech-heavy Nasdaq shaving off just under 1.2%, while the S&P 500 shed just under 1%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average, meanwhile, lost just under three-fourths of a point. Over in Europe, stocks made moderate gains this morning, after the Federal Reserve predicted the U.S. economy would go through a mild recession, as we told you yesterday. The regional stock 600 gained just under a quarter of a point, while London's FTSE 100 and Germany's DAX both gained just over a tenth of a point. In Asia, stocks were mixed. Japan's Nikkei 225 gained a quarter of a point, while Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index gained just under two-tenths of a percent. Mainland China's Shanghai Composite Index, meanwhile, lost just over a quarter of a percent. In commodities markets, Brent crude, the global benchmark for oil, traded relatively flat, staying at $86 per barrel. Gold, meanwhile, traded up 1.5%, currently at $2,054 per troy ounce. Today's traditional market coverage draws from the FT and MarketWatch. Thanks very much for that, Adrian. Stay tuned for After the Break. We'll take a look at some top headlines. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, Adrian Doc Blust here. Firstly, thank you for listening and for leaving your reviews. We see you. If you're listening on Spotify by chance, some of you noticed that you can reply a comment on every individual episode. So if you have any feedback, questions, or want to share what you think about a particular episode, just click on the episode on Spotify and hit reply under the Q&A section. You'll find me there. We want to hear your questions and get you all involved. I'll comb through the replies and bring up any questions we see fit on the show. So it'd be great to hear from you. And thank you again for listening. Join Coindesk's Consensus 2023, the most important conversation in crypto and Web3, happening April 26th through 28th in Austin, Texas. Immerse yourself in all that blockchain technology has to offer creators, builders, founders, brand leaders, entrepreneurs, and more. Use code MARKETSDAILY to get 15% off your pass. Visit consensus.coindesk.com or check the link in the show notes. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash acquire. That's linkedin.com slash acquire. Terms and conditions apply. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome back. Proponents of the European Union's forthcoming Markets in Crypto Assets, also known as the MICA regulation, say it will have an effect beyond its limited scope, and the race to seize the bloc's crypto crown has begun even before a final vote on the law. After several years of consultation and lawmakers haggling, 
A final text for the bill is set to be voted on by the European Parliament later this month. The law would likely then enter force in July, with major provisions kicking in between 12 and 18 months later. On paper, MICA sets out to regulate those issuing crypto assets, ensuring white papers of investor information are honest. Providers of linked services, like crypto custodians, advisors, or exchanges, will have to apply to one of the 27 national authorities to get a license to operate across the whole block. Beyond its limited scope, the stated hope is that it will offer a wider halo of credibility to a sector that's described as sorely in need of it after a year of market turmoil. And both industry and government are certainly talking up the significance of this bill. Quote, A crypto asset service provider, or CASP, will be a brand in the European Union, a kind of stamp of approval on the sector. The European Commission staffer who formed part of MICA's drafting team told a Brussels event on March 30th, continuing, Investors will know if they turn to CASPs, they will have all the protections that MICA provides. End quote. Companies squarely affected, such as stablecoin operators, are also upbeat. Quote, MICA is an incredibly positive step forward in a global regulatory landscape for crypto assets, said the Vice President for Policy and Regulatory Strategy at Circle, which issues the USDCC coin, and which hopes to use the new regulation as a springboard for a euro-denominated coin called EuroC. Coindesk's Jack Schickler has all the details on this one. Elsewhere, eToro is apparently going to be offering training services for crypto and other assets directly to Twitter users via a new partnership with a social media company, the firm announced today. The feature will reportedly provide Twitter users searching for so-called cash tags, like $TSLA for Tesla or $BTC for Bitcoin, with real-time prices for cryptocurrency, stocks, and other assets, and direct them to the eToro platform to invest in them if they want. Quote, The partnership is global, so Twitter users around the world will be able to access this cash tag feature, the spokesperson for eToro told Coindesk. Coindesk's Jamie Crowley and Sundali Hundagama have more on this one. And in our latest installment of SamWatch, five months after the spectacular implosion of FTX, the Bahamas-based crypto exchange's new legal team has a message for both the U.S. bankruptcy court and creditors alike. That would be, quote, The situation has been stabilized and the dumpster fire is out, said FTX's lead bankruptcy attorney, who is a partner at New York law firm Sullivan & Cromwell. He told the court that the team of professionals who took over FTX after former CEO Sam Bankman-Fried was forced to step down was working hard to build balance sheets from scratch and track down assets for customer recovery. So far, according to a presentation, the company has recovered a whopping $7.3 billion in mostly liquid distributable assets, up nearly $2 billion from the figure that lawyers gave at a hearing in January. The company plans to file a preliminary plan of reorganization in July and tentatively expects to set a customer bar date, that's the deadline to file a proof of claim against the company, by the end of September. And part of that plan, as we told you earlier, could include restarting the exchange, though it is just one option among many. Coindesk's Cheyenne Ligon has more on this one. And lastly, Coindesk Indices, a subsidiary of Coindesk and the leading provider of digital asset indices by assets under management since 2014, today announced the launch of the Bitcoin Trend Indicator, also known as BTI. The Bitcoin Trend Indicator is a daily signal which conveys the presence, direction, and strength of the trend in the price of Bitcoin using a purpose-built, non-discretionary algorithm. The signal broadcasts one of five possible values, each corresponding to an indicated direction and strength of trend in the price of Bitcoin. And it's calculated daily, derived from historical daily levels of the Coindesk Bitcoin price index, also using a non-discretionary methodology. But what does that actually mean? Let's get under the hood just a little bit. Here's the Managing Director of Coindesk Indices speaking with our own Adrian Blust. Hey everyone, I'm here with Andy Baer, Managing Director of Coindesk Indices, actually to explain a little bit more in depth about how this Bitcoin trend indicator works. How's it going, Andy? I'm doing great. How are you today? 
Good. So this is exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about really what the BTI or Bitcoin trend indicator is and how it works. I'd be happy to. So the Bitcoin trend indicator, let's call it the BTI for short. It, it does three things. It conveys the presence, the direction, and the strength of the current price trend in Bitcoin. So how does that work? So each day, Coindesk Indices calculates and publishes the BTI right after 4 p.m. New York time. And it can have one of five values. So let's think of those values like colors. Like you're heading into a national park and there's one of those signs that tells you how much fire danger there is, right? Going from Mm -hmm. red to green. So in the case of the BTI, a dark red indication is gonna be a significant downtrend. A light red is a downtrend. A yellow, we don't see any trend at all. A light green is an uptrend and a dark green indicates a significant uptrend. So the BTI makes it simple for folks following the Bitcoin market to know if, where, and in what strength the price of Bitcoin has momentum. Okay, cool. Curious, are there like certain statistical thresholds for those color variations that we can Absolutely. unpack? Absolutely. The key was to try to keep the product very simple. So, well, maybe let's talk a little bit about trend and how trend is expressed in the financial markets. So trend is, it's a widely discussed and used concept in the investment industry and in the academic literature. So simply put, there's a tendency in markets to react to new news or new information slowly. So if something's worth 100 and news comes out that should make it worth 200, it won't happen immediately. It might take a week or a month or a quarter until the price is where it quote unquote should be. So momentum is another word you hear in this context. And while trend and momentum each have their own nuance, the shared characteristic is that prices that are moving in a certain direction tend to keep moving in that direction. And because of that kind of inefficient market behavior, if a price is moving in a direction for a period of time, you can think that it can be in the process of adjusting to that new information and it's likely to keep moving that way. So trend followers don't have to think about the catalyst. They don't have to think about the news or the sea change. They don't have to think about the beginning of a trend. They just have to be able to tell if a trend is in place. And if If it is, trend-following strategies will ride that trend until it no longer appears to be in place. Because of that, the only information you really need to know if you're in a trend is historical prices. So Mm. it's very simple, applicable to a wide number of assets in TradFi and in crypto. Got it. No, that's super helpful. Which, how can we use this data? And who are the people that could start using this? The BTI BTI is, we're, we're publishing it and we're putting it out there for everybody. Actually, since we started calculating it, I've, I've done momentum and trend strategies in a number of different roles, and I think, I think it's a great space to be in, but I feel a particular thrill when I see our BTI, you know, that's been publishing in our, privately in our Slack room every day, because <laughs> I see the number moving from zero to 0.5 and saying, huh, you know, this is, it's not just me thinking that there's a lift in the market, there's actually some evidence. And the way that we're seeing that evidence, of course, is that we're comparing recent average prices to less recent average prices. The more recent prices are higher than the less recent. It's a a robust, well-researched method where we use a lot of different look-back windows to make sure that we have the maximum amount of confidence in the indicator. So when I see that number pop up 
right after four o'clock every day, I feel like I know something about the mood of the market and the direction of the Bitcoin price. Because of how we expect some of our clients to ultimately use the BTI, we want to publish it around kind of what uh, TradFi folks try to think of as the market close. Ultimately, we think that the BTI will be used to inform strategies where asset managers or advisors will allocate between Bitcoin or cash, depending on where the BTI sits. So this can help, in a way, it kind of helps investors from being their own enemies, right? It was a very emotional year last year. You know, there's there's a reason, uh, one term that we've all become too familiar with is crypto winter. Mm. Um, The mere existence of crypto winter presumes that there's other crypto seasons too. But when crypto winter hits and it lasts and it lasts and it lasts, people who even had strong conviction of holding Bitcoin for a long period of time, they collapse and they succumb to loss aversion and they dump their position and, you know, try to get past it. Those same people don't always tend to get back in the market when it bottoms out and when it looks better. So we feel like a lot of people missed the 70 percent rally that Bitcoin had in the first quarter. And meanwhile, the trend indicator spent a lot of that time saying, go, 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 strong uptrend in place. So we want advisors to be able to use the BTI to inform rules-based strategies that would allocate between Bitcoin and cash, depending on the trend signal. And what that will do for their clients, for those investors, is help them navigate the crypto seasons. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's that's a very powerful tool when said that way. And... Uh, just to clarify, so I got it. So then it, it updates once a day at 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are we looking at it potentially updating like in real time kind of situation? We could have it updating uh, the, 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 the Coindesk Bitcoin price index updates once a second. And we could have our trend indicator updating uh, once a second as well. It's a fairly simple calculation that just uses historical prices, although Mm -hmm. it's, as I said before, it's very robustly researched and tested. Um, There is a level of time that you really want to use, which is going to be in relation to how investment advisors might use the signal. An investment advisor might rebalance a portfolio once a week or once every two weeks. Trends really help investors navigate the crypto seasons but they aren't necessarily designed to help navigate the crypto times of day, right? Mm -hmm. These are Mm -hmm. strategies that should help reduce risk, reduce volatility, and um, improve returns over quarters and years. Gotcha. So having the BTI published once a day gives us a great way to understand how the market is trending right now, but using it as a much shorter term signal Mm, that's really not how we designed it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. And where can we find it? Coindeskmarkets.com, which is our new website launching this week. You'll find it under the offerings page. And I can hint that we have, we're testing and feel very good about trend indicators on other crypto tokens as well. Sweet. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Andy. Appreciate all your insight and getting the inside scoop here and how it all works. Thanks for having me, Adrian. And that's our show for today. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions or comments, send the show an email at podcast at coindesk.com or you can email me directly at adamlevine at coindesk.com. 
If you like what we're doing, we always appreciate reviews on Apple Podcasts or your preferred listening platform. This episode was produced by Adrian Blust and myself with further support from the podcast team over at Coindesk.com. Have a great rest of your day and we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Markets Daily.